The following program is paid for by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 7233. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group. Contact your local branch for more information. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, sponsored by Gateway Mortgage Group. Now in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Christmas Eve show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. <laughs> Gotta love that. I share expert advice and inside knowledge on how today's events in our local economy can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, obviously, because it's after, well, maybe you'll hear it on Sunday, which is Christmas. Um, I'm here to answer any questions that you have or connect you with the guests I have in studio. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at themoneyr.com. And the lineup for today's special show, Eric Tinglem with Skyline Properties, Trident Realty Group Northwest. And I'm going to be having a conversation with Eric about what's happening in his market, which is in the South End market. And also in studio, I have Sandy Tampa with Windermere. And we're going to be having a conversation with her about multiple offers. And then I thought it would be fun since I have the two of them. Uh, Eric is an expert in the South South End Market, that's where his business uh, majority of it is. Sandy is an expert in her market in the Bellevue Eastside area. That's the majority of her business. And so I thought it would be great to have a conversation with the two of them and compare the two markets because it is different in what's happening in both of those areas. So great information and great guest in studio today. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show. 1-855-411-50. one 855 411150 or online at com, And let's start out today with a little money chat. Money. Money. As your host, I would like to offer you a gift. And my gift for, for you today is budgeting tips. Why would you look at a, a gift as budgeting tips? Well, it's the holidays and there's a lot of money being uh, spent a lot of splurging that's happening. Holiday season is coming to an end and the spending will slow down. So it's a great time to focus on budgeting tips and prepare for financial success in 2017 for yourself and for your family. So it's easy to understand how careful budgeting can improve your financial situation. And we all know that fewer financial problems means less stress. If you have a spouse or a partner working together on a budget can help your relationship uh, with many arguments being eliminated and having an opportunity to really connect on something that's important to your family, which is putting a a good financial house together. We all know that um, budgeting can can be challenging, it can be difficult, uh, you can procrastinate on doing it, but the reality is, is budgeting is actually pretty easy when you commit to doing it. So I want to share my own personal, very simple, four tips That's it. Four budgeting tips that I feel if you can commit to in 2017 
it'll make a complete difference in your financial situation and the outlook that you have for 2017. So here's the first one. Focus on saving. (laughs) Always have something that you want. That's the key to it. Always be budgeting for something, whether it's something that you need or not is not important. If you're uh, one of my female listeners and there's a special purse that you want, it's okay to budget for something special for yourself. I'm sure that you deserve it. If there's something you want to budget for the family, um, maybe there's a vacation that you or that you want to do. The importance is that you're that you're budgeting for something. You always have something that you want. The reason why is because if you have something you're saving for, something that you want, you will be less apt to purchase the things that you really don't want. If you don't have something that you're saving for, it's easier for you just to go ahead and spend that money. Now, for my female listeners, I'm sure all of you can relate that you have bought something that's still sitting in your closet right now that you've never worn. Okay? If you were budgeting for something that you want, I guarantee there's a really good chance that you would have not purchased that item because you'd been you'd been thinking about what you really want. Do you really need this outfit? No, obviously you didn't want it that much because you've never put it on. Now for my guy listeners and even for uh, the female listeners as well, what about something that you purchased? You never took it out of the package, never opened it up at all. And now you're selling at a garage sale for pennies on the dollar. I would imagine if you were budgeting and saving for something, you would not have bought that item either. So the importance of saving, having the extension to that is always having something that you actually want. My second tip is write down or use an app and make note of every single purchase. This concludes even items that are $5 or less. When you're forcing yourself to actually write it down, you'll be thinking about whether you should be purchasing that. So just the act of physically having to make note of that purchase is going to make you think whether you need it or not. Um, My third tip is use cash. Now, I know you might be telling yourself you want to use credit card for the bonuses like miles. And, you know, the, the reality of it is, is all that extra stuff that the credit card is giving you is hurting you by using your credit card versus cash. Now, you can still use your credit card for your big purchases because most likely the big purchases you're making, you're actually putting thought into those big purchases. Those aren't the, the issues. It's not the big purchases. It's the little purchases. And those little purchases compound into big spending. So if those little purchases, the things that you're um, uh, stuff you're picking up at the grocery store, paying cash versus putting that on your credit card, you're going to be buy, you know, buying less things at the grocery store than you need uh, when you're going out for um, buying spontaneous quick things at the store. So think about that um, as your third tip. And the last one is know how your money is being spent. So first thing is just sit down and put a budget together, make a list of everything that you spend on a monthly basis. It may take you a couple few months to do this because you don't want to leave anything off. Now, once you have everything listed and leaving off might be that you uh, get your nails done every month, you forget to put that on there. Or for a man, you get your haircut cut once a month. I know my husband typically gets his haircut every three weeks. Well, that's a cost and it's easy to forget because it's just a thing that you just naturally do all the time. So you want to make sure that you have everything down and then take a look at that budget and see, put some time into it and see what areas of that that you can actually save money by uh, doing uh, doing something different with it. When my husband was looking at where we were spending our money in things around the household, because that's what he does, um, Comcast 
and was one area that we really were spending a lot of money in um, all of our uh, the, the stations, TV stations and things that we were getting that we could actually reshift that around that I think we sold maybe uh, we sold, saved maybe three or four hundred dollars a year. So taking a look at everything and really analyzing where you can save money. Um, also, just the exercise of making note of everything that you spend on a monthly basis is going to help you relook at that to see if you actually really need it. Now, I say at least on an annual basis, you want to go through a detailed revised budget, but or if any time that you're purchasing, making a big purchase, buying a home would definitely be one of those where the spending, the things that you're going to need to spend are going to be adjusted. Or obviously, if you have a change in your income up or down, it's important to relook at that budget. So that's my gift for you today as your host of the Money Hour is my own personal four easy budget tips. Coming up next on the Money Hour, what's happening in the South End market? Well, I have Eric Tinglem here with Skyline Properties, Trident Realty Group Northwest right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. where you want, when you want. With a Banner Bank Connected checking account, you can use any ATM in the world for free. That's any ATM, anywhere. Think of it as your freedom to explore. Banner Bank, let's create tomorrow together. Unlimited surcharge rebates from non-Banner-owned US ATMs. Banner Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call well, Welcome name. back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, they Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve show. I am dedicated to you, my listener, providing you with tools needed to make informed decisions on matters regarding your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can call the show at one 855 411150. Again, that's 1855 411150 or online at themoneyhour.com to ask any question for the guests that I have in studio or if you'd like to chat uh, with me, your host. Right now in studio, Eric Tinglin with Skyline Property Trident Realty Group Northwest. And we're going to be talking about the South End market. Once again, Eric, you are my South End guy and come into studio quite often to share with my listeners uh, everything that's happening out in that market. So thank you again for uh, joining me on our Christmas Eve show. Well, thanks for having me, Tina. It's always a joy to be here. Of course. A little bit about Eric. Eric has 25 years in the industry and president of Trident Realty Group Northwest with a team of five agents and in the top 3% in transaction volume in Pierce County. Retired USAF and reserve with over 37 years of service. Former high school football coach spanning the last 20 years. 75% of Eric's business is working with both retired vets, an active duty military, and an around the Puget Sound 
And when we have a conversation today, Eric, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how much that sure. uh, that market really means or that buyer really means to sure. you. And I just want to say thank you up front for everything that you're doing for our for our veterans. Well, it's it's actually a blessing to give back. Yes. And again, I want to uh, talk about that as I wrap up my time with you. But let's start out, Eric, uh, with what's happening right now in your market in the South mm-hmm. End market. Sure. Well, as always, Tina, uh, we are about a year behind King County. Yes. And we know that King County this past year had about a 17.7%, not King, I'm sorry, but uh, Seattle proper, uh-huh. 17.7% uh, increase in, in value okay. in, in King. And basically, the word gentrification comes to mind because mm-hmm. the middle class is being priced out of Seattle. Yes. It's just a fact. I yeah. mean, if you bought your house in Wallingford or, or Ballard and you bought it in, say, 78, 82, uh, and you're retiring from Boeing, and we just heard the other day what Boeing's uh, getting rid of upwards of seven or 8,000 mm-hmm. employees, yeah. which is going to be a big hit for the sure. triple seven program. So what happens, where do they go if if they want to stay in the Northwest and, mm-hmm. you know, they've got the grandkids and the kids? Well, they move to the outlying um, counties, Nahomish, Kitsap, you know, Pierce, Thurston. And so we've seen a huge increase in our market of for people actually having been displaced from King County. Yeah. So, so we do so see. So you're getting that that uh, ab- the overflow that's absolutely. coming that can't afford it, and and then coming down to the South End. Well, and what they're doing, they're trading, uh, they're trading price for commute. Yeah, I was and just going to say, what are they? How are they dealing with the commute? Well, I, yeah, I wouldn't do it, but yeah, uh, candidly, it it you know, do you want to buy a home or sure. do you not? Yes. And, and if you're looking at uh, you know fourteen fifteen hundred square feet in Green Lake mm-hmm. at you know seven hundred and eighty thousand dollars, yeah, uh, versus that same home for you know two hundred and seventy five, yeah, you know the sounder looks fairly attractive. Exactly, exactly. So Eric, what about the uh, huge pent up selling and buying demand? Well, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I, we've got buyers just, I mean the phone just keeps on ringing. Uh-huh. And part of it, you're you're very much part of, and that's the recent uh, bump in interest rates yes. where the Fed, um, you know, Janet Yellen had yep. said and said and said, and finally, you know, she no longer cried wolf. Yeah. I mean, they bumped at a quarter point, but as you know, it, it kind of, it was already built in with a yes. slight increase. And yes. then when the, when she actually made the announcement, mm-hmm. there was yet another quarter point. Yes. So now I've been saying, I told you so, I told yeah. you so, forewarned is forearmed. Yeah. No call to action. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sitting and now they're going, oh, wait a yeah. minute. I just lost about 17, 18% of my buying power. Yes. Which is going to continue two to in, in 2017. And, you know, I talked about this uh, last week in my money chat, Eric, with the, um, just kind of in, in the feds and what they're doing and how mm-hmm. prime is, you know, mortgage rates are not directly to prime. And, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the, you know, the Fed's responsibility is to keep everything to where it, it should be, mm-hmm. manage inflation. And we want to have everything perfect. The reality of it's never is. So it's a balancing act to try to figure that 
that out. And so testing the market to see what consumers are, how they're going to react to what the feds are planning on doing is a big thing. And so all of that talk about increasing um, prime or increasing the feds fund rate, which is going to affect the prime and the interest rate to cost to to borrow everything else outside of your long term Mm -hmm. um, investments like mortgages is um, the reaction for the stock market was crazy. So they had to pull back and go, you know, this isn't right. So what's happening now is, and we saw the stock market didn't really react. So Mm -hmm. it was everybody is feeling this is a good time to start building back up in our retirement funds so we can start getting that money back and also putting us in a position to where we are in safe. We've got a safe place for when we have another meltdown or another financial issue because we will. Prime has to have somewhere to go. They've got to be able to stimulate that market again. Well, you know, you just use the word safe. And I've been Mm -hmm. saying for some time now that, you know, uh, 95% of reality is perception. It is. And I I think two things happened to us this last year. Uh, You know, this presidential race was so incredibly vitriolic. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that anybody stood to win. And I don't mean to get too political here, but, you know, there was a lot of passion out there. And, you know, the new administration hopefully will, you know, will bring some stability or anything uh-huh. just as long as we're, we've, we've moved forward. Yep. Having said that, um, when you when you take a look at the pent-up buying demand that mm-hmm. there's been for, what, past four or five years, yes. yep. and we have had a lack of step-up buyers, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's going to be real interesting to see what happens in yeah. the next four to six months because I do see some optimism um, and it is truly a buyer's market. And, yes. and, you know, the sellers who have been sitting on the sideline, matter of fact, I pulled the stats just before I came to the show. And Pierce County has 2,447 homes uh, that are active on the market, 2,047 compared to the peak of 7,700. So you can see we're 300% low in our inventory. Yeah. Um in the past 30 days, we've sold 1,237 homes, so we have an inventory of 1.65 months. So now, if, okay. if, if I mean, it's clearly well, a seller's market. Yes. If, if nothing else came on the market, 1.65. Yes. Comparatively, huh. King County only has 1.12 yeah. months. Yep. I mean, if it's hmm. good, it's gone. Yep. If yes. you're sleeping on it, you're not sleeping yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, Eric, I want to get back on uh, with the Fed um, getting serious about raising uh, Mm -hmm. rates. How do you feel? I mean, we know how the consumers are reacting now, or at least when it comes to um, uh, consumer confidence based on what's happening in the stock market, which is Mm -hmm. a big indicator and nothing's going crazy. So everybody's how do you feel that consumers are going to be reacting in 2017 with the continuation, uh, the Fed increase. How do you think this is going to affect the real estate market? Well, it all depends upon if you're a millennial and you don't have the same frame of reference that Mia Grandpa has. Okay. I mean, I remember rates and I know you were a veritable child, but, uh, you know, 14, 15, 16%. And if you were to go to your mother and father, a millennial, and say, mom, oh my gosh, I'm I'm in at 4.5. Yes. They would say, hallelujah. Yeah, exactly. You need to take that and run. Mm -hmm. And I'm a fair market guy. I mean, a free market guy. I'm sorry. You know, I really don't believe in in manipulating the market. I believe it needs to float wherever it floats based on supply and demand. Mm -hmm. And you still have to sell those mortgage-backed securities. Exactly. I I don't think the, the government should be in the 
mortgage buying business, but yeah. that's that's another whole, aside. A whole nother, yeah, mm-hmm. whole nother show and a whole nother. We're, we're going to have to just adjust our paradigm. Yeah, you know, totally agree. Yeah. So new administration promises to end sequestration and rebuild our military. And in the Puget Sound region, what will that mean for housing in the South End? Well, it's absolutely huge. And a lot of people would would have a tendency to think that that active duty uh, Army Air Force at JBLM is our largest employer uh, in Pierce County or our largest source of income, I'm sorry, is the largest employer, but it's not the largest source of income. Actually, Mm -hmm. it's the retired military. So our, the Northwest in general is very, very, very dependent. Uh, Bremerton, Bangor, Everett, JBLM, Mm -hmm. just going on and on. So if, if in fact, there is uh, either the allaying of sequestration or rebuilding the military for every one soldier or sailor that appears on uh, a base or a fort or whatever. Um, there are three jobs that are potentially yeah. affected either either positively or negatively. Yeah. So it's there's there's quite an effect of those 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 dollars and those people that are here. Got it. So I, I want to talk about uh, your team and how, um, you know, you want to put your money where your mouth is and supporting three to four nonprofits that are supported, that support the vets from the proceeds for each one of your transactions that you and you are involved in. Can you share that with my listeners, Eric? Sure. Um, you know, I'm retired air force. Uh, my career spanned over uh, 38 years and, um, I've, I'm a Vietnam vet, so I know what mm-hmm. it's like to come back to a nation that was less than um, gracious yeah. to those of us that you know fought in Vietnam. Having said that, um, then to see um, what's happened in a, again a very unpopular war in both Iraq and Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and to see our vets returning, it, it's it's a much better world to which they return, but there's an organization called Operation Mend that we are going to start partnering with. Um, If you go to operationmend.ucla.edu, you can get to their website. And when a soldier comes back, burn up, busted up, broken up, um, basically you get him on his two feet and get him out the door. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean his lips are there or his ears have returned or he can close his eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, They actually, for absolutely zero dollars will take one of our terribly damaged disfigured vets and if you go to their website and you take a look at the overlay of picture after picture after Mm -hmm. picture uh, and see that uh, that man or that woman is returned to at least some semblance of normalcy it's incredible it's incredible so we've decided that especially given this last election period Mm -hmm. if you're going to have passion about who gets in then you might want to have passion take those energies and and make it constructive so a portion of our proceeds uh, commissions are going to go to at the direction of 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 the buyer the seller yeah we're going to give them the option well and i know your your mission statement Mm -hmm. uh no enterprise can exist for itself alone and ministers to some great cause some great need failing they're thin ceases to be profitable and ceases to exist calvin 
Calvin Coolidge. Coolidge. Yeah. Coolidge. And so that's great, Eric. Um, again, I uh, appreciate your um, time coming into uh, to studio and sharing what's happening in your market. And shout out for my listeners on uh, what they should be doing right now if in the new year they're thinking about purchasing real estate. Well, if you're thinking about purchasing, I just said, you know, if you're thinking, uh, if, if you're sleeping on it, you're not sleeping in it. And mm-hmm. if it's good, it's gone. The reality is uh, you've got to be prepared. You've got yeah. to be fully underwritten. You've, you've got to have a pre-approval letter, not a pre-qualification. Mm-hmm. You have to have thought through quite a bit of the process. And then just be prepared. Find a, a professional uh, realtor or broker mm-hmm. um, that has a proven track record. And make sure they're willing to put their skin in the game. Yeah. It's not a matter of just uh, sending you listings. I mean, are they really committed and listening, you know, to what you need, what you want? Yeah. And again, you know, you're not going to have quite the choice uh, that you may have had seven, eight, nine years ago. So you're going to have to work on some things called flexibility as well. Yeah. If, Great advice. If, if having a home is in your in your future. Well, it sounds like whether you're buying in the south end or over on the east side, because uh, Sandy's going to be mirroring um, some of the conversation that I'm having here with you right now in any market. The advice is what it is in being successful, just a little bit different tweaks, which we'll talk about. So, Eric, uh, thank you again for coming in and you're sticking around because we're going to have a panel conversation with you and uh, Sandy at our last segment. So coming up next on the Money Hour, what's happening in multiple offers on the east side, Sandy Tampa with Windermere Real Estate right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Hi, this is Eric Tinglem with Trident Realty Group Northwest. For a free complimentary comparative market analysis of your home, feel free to call me at 253-224-7170 and we can find a time to meet and discuss your options. That's 253-224-7170. Hi, this is Ian Tolmy with Caring Transition Seattle. Caring Transitions is the nation's largest professional network of estate sale, online auction, household relocation services. Whether you're moving across the country, around the corner, or simply downsizing and decluttering your home, Caring Transitions will reduce your mess and eliminate your stress. We're experts and we'll do what's right for your family. Call us today at 206-330-0878 or find us online at Caring Transition Seattle. Thank you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 24th show, Christmas Eve. I've built a network of elite industry professionals each week sharing their knowledge and expertise with you, my listener. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast to talk with the guests I have in studio, have a chat with uh, me. You can call the show at one 855 411 one eight five five four hundred eleven fifty, or online at themoneyr.com. And in studio for our Christmas Eve show, my second guest is Sandy Tampa with Windermere 
real estate. Sandy, thank you for coming back in studio and joining me for the Christmas Eve show. Thank you so much for having me, Tina. Glad to be here. And excited for my conversation with Sandy. We're going to be talking about multiple offers, which we have seen a lot of that in 2016. And I think there might be a good chance that we're going to see more of them in 2017. But first, a little bit about Sandy. Sandy is a skilled Veteran with 12 years of residential real estate experience. She is based out of the Bellevue and primary focuses on the east side. Sandy is highly accredited managing broker. Her credentials include accredited buyer's representative, certified residential specialist, and master certified negotiation expert. What does this all mean? It means she is dedicated to being the best she can be to serve you and your referrals with the highest level of professionalism and skill possible. Sandy specializes in applying her local expertise and market knowledge to her business. Experienced negotiations and cutting-edge marketing strategies combined with uncompromising integrity is the trademark of Sandy's service. Sandy has worked in every facet of the industry representing sellers, buyers, and investors. So Sandy, we're talking about multiple offers and multiple offer strategies and how to to win. How did your clients win in 2016 and how are you going to help them continue to win in 2017? So what are you seeing, Sandy, in the marketplace right now? This December has been, in in my experience, the craziest December I've experienced. We are in multiple offers usually so eric was quoting months of inventory on the east side we ended up november with less than one month of inventory wow and what a month of inventory means it's how we as real estate professionals take our take the pulse of the market Mm -hmm. and what it does is it takes the inventory we have now if no nothing else comes on the market and buyers kept up the buying rate how long it would take for that to to buy off so it's a meaningless number but anything that's three months or less is a strong seller's market. So if you hear that three months or less and in November ended in less than one month on crazy. the east side, you, you quoted yep. King County. But so even here in this little niche, and it was the lowest that we had on record. So it is, it's just there's more, demo, more buyers than there are sellers. And I do think a lot of that was fueled by the interest, the reality of interest rates yes. finally increasing, which they did. And you know, we've been talking about it for how many years? Four or five mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So um, I think people, and I think maybe some fear of what the new administration might bring change and, yeah. and just trying to get that secured. Makes total sense. So Sandy, what are some keys to uh, successful real estate purchases uh, if we're talking about coming up into our new year for 2017? Exactly. And Eric alluded to this too. It's being prepared. So the very first step is absolutely understanding you're getting pre-approved, knowing what your people live in the payment, not the price. Yes. And so just making sure we understand we're using the current interest rates, talking to a mortgage professional, getting that under getting that understanding. Then the second thing is meeting with a more with a real estate broker and walking through and understanding what to expect in the process. And it's you need to make have those difficult decisions. Like a lot of um, on the east side, we have a lot of older homes, and you're yeah. going to be dealing with lead-based paint. So here's an example. You don't want to know how you feel about lead-based paint when you're making an offer. This is something that you need to think through and know what your strategy is going to be with that because you need to decide whether you want to accept or waive a risk assessment. Yes. And having those those discussions so then when it comes time to make that offer, you feel armed and ready mm-hmm. to go. Um, and the... Also, understanding as a buyer, you're you're going to have strengths and weaknesses. Typically, um, buyers don't have a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how are we going to mitigate that? Because we are going to be competing with cash. Yes. So trying to figure that out, and then 
oftentimes buyers who don't have a lot of cash tend to be able to have flexibility on close dates. So then maybe leveraging that and just really understanding that buyer, mm-hmm. what they can bring to the table and, and them knowing their tools that they have for the situation. Makes sense. So, you know, being prepared, preparing with your mortgage professional, getting that all dialed in, being prepared with your realtor and getting all dialed in. And I like what you said, Sandy, with the interest rates, because just think right now, and there is somebody out there listening that missed out on a house, which means they missed out on that interest rate because they were not prepared in the process. So get that over with, because the interest rates most likely are going to continue to increase for 2017. So you want to be ready to run and prepared, as Sandy is saying. So Sandy, let's talk about, uh, for my first time home buyers. if I have somebody that's listening to the show right now, and they're going to be venturing into their new journey, their new season in life of homeownership in 2017, what advice can you give them? Well, I think for first-time homebuyers, there's um, there's a lot of information out there as far as you can you can jump on Zillow or Redfin, and I think you feel as a buyer that you know more than than you really do. So I think it's truly sitting down, making sure you when you meet with, don't just jump, don't just call a real estate agent and say, hey, I want to go see a house. Uh-huh. Try to try to create that foundation. Sit down, have someone who can walk you through the process, and really get the facts versus what I call the noise. Your Aunt Edna might tell you some horror stories. Your co- your coworker is going to have some horror stories. Mm-hmm. But just really trying to get that facts and, and build a partnership with someone who you trust and have a good rapport with. Yeah, great advice because with technology right now, especially with our younger generation, which all of us are a step up from that generation, <laughs> but is you know it's so easy to get everything. The reality is, is it's so easy to get so much information and a lot of it really isn't the accurate information or specific to what you personally need. And I talked about uh, budgeting during money chat, which you just talked about um, in our uh, our last piece there in uh, really being prepared as far as payment. It's not about price. It's about payment. Ultimately, what are you ready to make in a mortgage payment? So dialing in on a high level with that budgeting in is really going to be uh, useful to anybody buying, but especially for our first time home buyers. Sandy, what about move up buyers? Are there things different that you're, um, that move up buyers should be doing than first time buyers or what tips do you have for them? Well, a move up buyer, it's, it can be daunting, right? Because you really, at the end of the day, you have to choose the lesser of two evils for you personally, whether you want to risk owning no homes and possibly being homeless. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a little dramatic, but, or if you want to risk owning two homes yeah, and um, you're going to fall specifically, like, neither are perfect, but you're going to have a risk tolerance for one or the other, whether you want to try, I call it the bunny hop where you move, you have an interim place to live uh-huh. in between. So a lot of people like to go that route because they know you'll you'll for sure then know what your house is going to sell for. Sure, you you don't know. Yeah, and um, I mean we can speculate, but you know if supply comes up or if demand goes down with mm-hmm. interest rates going up, um, but it's just having that crystal clear plan. Or if you can buy two homes, um, just because you can't, and you can speak to this yes. point, just because you can maybe come up with the down payment doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can qualify for both loans. Yes, exactly. So there's a, depending on, that's why the mortgage piece is so important and the real estate piece, because the strategy and how to coordinate all that on your end for selling and buying or not and holding um, versus the financing side. So yes, you do have to qualify for both mortgage payments if you're moving out of a primary residence into uh, a new one. Some people can, some uh, some can't. And there's also strategies on financings to come in with a lower down payment if you don't have the funds right now. So there's some creative things that if you feel that you want to, to take that, um, that step of buying and or holding, buying first and then selling later, um, you may miss out if you don't understand the financial strategies that are behind it 
thinking that you need to have that money from your home. So, Sandy, um, from a, a an agent's perspective, not from me, I do mortgages for a living, so I do have my, my perspective, but hearing it from you, the importance of being pre-approved. Oh, it's critical. You... Um you're not gonna. We're not gonna go look at homes until you're pre-approved, yes. right? I mean, there's just no um, reason for that. Well, it's your. It's first of all, it's gonna create what your true price point is, mm-hmm. and you. There's not gonna be any surprises. It costs you nothing, and yeah. it's inevitable. Yes. So we need to do that early in the process. And it's critical. Yeah. So if you're thinking of buying, first step is to get pre-approved. So Sandy, what else is important? Anything that we've uh, we've left out? Well, I know there's a lot of things, but really in, in your importance high list. Well, I, you know, talking a little bit to a point Eric made about how his, his clients are more the people who have chosen location over price. Because mm-hmm. with real property, there's price, location, and type of home. Uh-huh. And here on the market in the east side, what, we're, what we've got is people who who take the price and location and that's what they're choosing and then they're getting what they can get with that. So for okay. instance, I have people who are now settling for one bedroom condo where before they would have, I mean, of course they would have preferred a single family home, but uh-huh. the reality of the situation is they want to be in this location and this is what it's going to take yeah. versus some people can drive down to Pierce County mm-hmm. and they want, cause they want that bigger home, but they're willing, but they need to keep that price fixed. Yeah. So really just having um, an understanding of what you're willing to do, understanding your options and then figuring out what's works best for you. And if you are doing the South end, just make sure that you're trying that commute out during normal commute hours. So you can get a good idea of how these, how it realistically is going to look for you. So um, a formula, formula for success. Is there one out there, Sandy? Yeah, that's what, um, that's kind of what I've been thinking about a lot lately is there's a lot of new agents in the business and everybody's looking for this formula of Mm -hmm. what, what, how do you become successful and what's your magic bullet and multiple Mm -hmm. offer situations or this or that. And at the end of the day, real estate's so dynamic that every situation, so every buyer's different with the strengths and weaknesses that they have. And then every house is different and what, you know, maybe it's going to have more appraisal risk than another. Um, and then every listing agent's different. Maybe yeah. they have more experience. Maybe they're brand new and they don't, you know, they don't have the experience in knowing what's going to come next. Mm-hmm. Or, and then the seller could be different. So you've really got, you've got to establish your basic box of tools. I call it my multiple offer toolbox. And then we just have to kind of pick and choose based on, first of all, how do you feel about the house? Is mm-hmm. this the one? Or, yep. you know, I would pay this for it, you know, whatever that price is. And then we come and figure it out. Like if the seller hasn't bought something yet and mm-hmm. they need to sell before they buy, maybe we'll try a rent back situation if if the buyer is able to stomach that. I mean, yes. that's not for all buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they um, are, they need to get rid of a lot of furniture. Maybe you can get creative and help them with that in a non-monetary way. How would, so how it, would the lender want that? Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> no monetary value. Yes, exactly. Yes, depending on the lender and how they're going to look at that. So, I mean, you've just broken down that as a buyer, you have to be prepared, prepared with your financing. You have to be prepared with your real estate side, which you're going to get through your real estate broker. And then as a broker and an agent, you're getting prepared to strategize based on all of these factors. So there is no magic formula to your success. It is understanding what the dynamic of what's happening with each individual player and that property and then putting it together to present and come forward with the best offer that you possibly can. And that 
would be the magic formula. Takes a lot of work, a lot of time, and a lot of expertise in mastering that. Exactly. And you and you'll find some buyers they'll say, Oh, by the fifth offer we got, we were able to 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 do the offer correctly. And that's mm-hmm. where the preparation, if you can yes, that's a you problem. Can. You want to be able to do it correctly and, the and first time around if if you can. If you can. And it yes. still might take you five offers of to get there. But, but at you don't least want to learn it through those five offers, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then the other thing you need to is to be flexible. It's yeah. very buyers, it's it's really tough to be a buyer and you you the the seller and the listing agent sometimes get overwhelmed and it can feel like you're you're getting jerked around a little bit on the buy side. So you've just got to really be as flexible as possible and and try to be agile. Yeah, makes sense. I wanted to talk to you about risk, but I'm going to do that when, when I talk with the two of you because I want to hear the difference between risk on the east side, what kind of risks are you taking in those offers versus risk on the south end. So coming up next on the Money Hour, conversation with Sandy Tampa and Eric Tamlin. We're going to talk to the both of them together about the difference between the two markets. Today we're talking about the east side and the south end market. Uh, right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. Go where you want, when you want. With a Banner Bank Connected checking account, you can use any ATM in the world for free. That's any ATM, anywhere. Think of it as your freedom to explore. Banner Bank. Let's create tomorrow together. Unlimited surcharge rebates from non-Banner-owned U.S. ATMs. Banner Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Hi, this is Eric Tinglem with Trident Realty Group Northwest. For a free complimentary comparative market analysis of your home, feel free to call me at 253-224-7170 and we can find a time to meet and discuss your options. That's 253-224-7170. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. If you can't tell, it is December 24th, the Christmas Eve show. I am here to empower our community, providing you with both opportunities and solutions when it comes to your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 411150 or go online to themoneyhour.com. Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at themoneyhour.com. I have a conversation with my guest in studio and he suggested guests that you want to hear for the new year coming in for 2017 to help you be successful in your family household. And right now, I have a first segment. I've had a conversation with uh, Eric Tingman. He represents the South End uh, market, real estate market. And uh, last, I just had a conversation with Sandy Tampa with Windermere Real Estate, and she majority her business is over on the east side. So I thought it'd be great to kind of have a panel conversation with the two of you and do a little uh, comparison to what's happening. Some of the things that are happening in both markets are the same and others are not. So I want to start out first with uh, risks because, uh, Sandy, I was going to ask you in our conversation to talk a little bit about risk and things uh, people are willing to do to risk because you are so successful in your own right 
in winning in multiple offers in the local market over on the east side. And I know agents come to you and ask how you win in these markets, and there's some risk involved. So talk a little bit about that. Sure. So with multiple offers, it's about how much, how soon, and how certain. And so the first two are really concrete. You have, I'll provide a market analysis. This is how high you're willing to go for this property. Great. And then how soon a close date, you know, that's usually, those are usually pretty fixed. Uh So then it has everything to do with how certain. And at the end of the day, a seller really just wants to sell their property and have assurance that on the close date, they're going to be sold. They can move their stuff. So how can we shift the risk from the seller to the buyer? Mm -hmm. Meaning, for instance, a financing contingency protects the buyer. And it provides no protection for the seller. It's an out up until the time that that financing contingency is either waived or the transaction closes. So um, if the buyers, and this is where a buyer needs to consult with their lender, Mm -hmm. but if the buyer's financing is strong enough, they can opt to not include a financing contingency, which has more risk than just their ability to get financing because it's also the collateral. The house has to be able to hold the value and also not have work orders. So it's yeah. it's it's complicated. I don't want to make light of it. Sure. Um, and then also with earnest money, um, making that a non-refundable deposit. So you're basically yeah. putting your money where your mouth is. And so if there's a $20,000 earnest money, at the end of the day, it's very difficult for a seller to retain earnest money. Mm-hmm. And if a buyer makes that earnest money non-refundable, that's going to guarantee that that seller gets that earnest money. And at the end of the day, as long as the buyer can perform, yes. it's costing the buyer nothing. Yep. But it's risk. Yes. So, Eric, over on the south end, completely different market, but at the same time, a lot of similarities. What what are you, what's happening in your market when it comes to uh, waiving earnest money, waiving finance contingency, maybe deciding to pay a little bit more from the home than the appraisal even comes back at, because that's mm-hmm. another creative thing mm-hmm. that's happening east side. Are you doing that out there? Or is, are you guys seeing that? Well, yeah. And it, it's funny, you know, the difference between uh, the east side market and the south end market is nothing more than median income. Of yes. people's of people. So their risk or... Same thing. It's yeah. a risk is a relative term. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, the dollar amount that my typical client might flag at may uh-huh. be considerably different. But when you're a first-time home buyer and you're purchasing a home for $250,000 mm-hmm. versus uh, $1.25 million, I dare say that you have the same concerns. And I, I wrote, actually, I wrote that down, you know, how much, how soon, how certain. You know, all those things come into play. And and I think that that's... Was that's, that a Sandyism? That's a Sandyism. Yeah. Okay. I, hey, listen. She's I'm, picking up on your Ericisms. Well, from. <laughs> hey, listen. I'm, you know, I come here, I learn something every time I come. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, awesome. I've always been blessed. Yeah. So, no, you know, it, it, it's all the same. I think one of the things that uh, I coach my team on, um, and, you know, our buyers in the South oftentimes... Um, I don't want to say it's scarier, but you know they're oftentimes stepping out into yes. you know uncharted waters, yeah. and so we really slow down the process and make sure that we overteach, mm-hmm. we overprepare, um, we don't assume that uh, our clients um, uh, understand what you know we've perhaps take for granted and yeah. I think well you know and I think candidly for brokers in general I find us all oftentimes using acronyms 
Um, yeah, I hear it in lending all the time. Oh, yeah, PTI. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just CD, throw it out there. And you know, bah, 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 you know. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's just very, very, very important that uh, we are listening mm-hmm. before we're talking. Yeah. And, you know, we slow down and we make sure the elevator didn't get stuck between floors. You know. Well, and so Sandy was talking about the importance of being prepared. And so it's just a lot of people that are in a different market are not taking that time. But that's exactly what you're what you're doing is encouraging the taking time of it. It's just there's not as much of that going on in the on the east side because you're dealing with people that are in a higher income bracket. And maybe you're thinking they you know, they they might have more of this knowledge or, or something. So it's um, it's it sounds like the preparation is important. Um, our, in all our, markets. our typical new buyer consultation. Uh, runs approximately two hours. Uh-huh. And we tell yeah. them, a yeah. couple potty breaks, some coffee. <laughs> I mean, because, and again, a lot of it is addressing questions. Uh-huh. And I see Sandy shaking her head over here. Sandy, your consultations are... Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. And I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. You've got to, because I do think a lot of people just jump in and they, mm-hmm. so you've got to educate. So when you're making that crazy offer, maybe one of the differences in our market, we have a lot of cash buyers here. Are you seeing that on the... Well, you know, it gets back to the first segment where I said there are so many people that are coming south. You know, they cashed out of that Wallingford mm-hmm. home that, you know, they, they bought and they walked away with five mm-hmm. $600,000. Mm-hmm. And that money talks when you go to any of the outlying counties. So that you, are don't seeing, have the same, you are seeing a lot of, of quite, cash buyers? Quite a bit. But, yeah. you, you know, that, that's, that it's a good segue. Yeah, and I, I wanted to make this point on this program because mm-hmm. a lot of people have asked me, and perhaps they've asked you as, as well, Sandy, wh- where do you think prices are going to go? Mm-hmm. And I've seen any number of prognosticators that have suggested that this exponential growth can't continue. Yeah. Well, if you look at it from 5,000 feet and you look at King and the outlying counties, mm-hmm. you could make some arguments. But when you really look at it at 100,000 feet, and you take a look at the median home sale price in San Francisco yeah. proper at $1.3 million. Mm-hmm. Well, our 680000 in Seattle and our 310000 in Pierce County mm-hmm. is, is a veritable steal yeah. for comparable housing. So I see this continued pressure moving forward. It may go to slightly slower pra- pace, sure. but I really see... Which would see be good. I see the prices continuing to escalate, and I see Sandy and I having the same issues with our buyers in terms of educating them yeah. to the process. Yeah. It's going to be very, very, very important. So I want to switch over to uh, sellers here um, for a second. In uh, Sandy, are there tips um, that you're, because sellers sometimes you, you kind of think, I mean, they just they just think they're just going to get bang, you know, the biggest buck for for their, their home, and maybe some of them are not really doing what's necessary to maximize, because it's not a question whether their home's going to sell, their home's going to sell. But the question is, is how quickly and for how much over what it would be not strategizing. So what tips are you helping your sellers with? Yeah, so it's, it's a really great point, Tina. So my approach when I take a listing, even in this very, where this very, sell, very strong seller's market is I'm a big believer in um, knowing what you're selling. So getting, we get a pre-inspection and we, uh, we are very transparent. So we kind of that certified pre-owned home. Got it. And mm. when buyers have knowledge, they're empowered to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And so the whole goal is to try to create this even playing field and get as many buyers as possible. Now, you might 
you might uncover something like a galvanized plumbing and that's going to scare some buyers away. Okay, so be it. Yeah. I would rather you be afraid bef- and scare away before you make an offer mm-hmm. than when you have us under contract and waste you're as a buyer wasting money. Yeah. You're wasting everybody's time including your own which you don't want to do. Yep. So it's And you're no, not in a position to negotiate when you're in the middle of closing. So the negotiation and all that process is going to you've got a lot more time and things to you know, to piece that together. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, Eric, how about for you? Well, S- Sandy just stole my she thunder. She just took the words right out I mean, of your mouth. I mean, I couldn't. Well, that's surprising because uh, with well, the pre- he's been doing that the whole show for me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're We're awesome. kindred spirits. <laughs> exactly. No, she said I, I liked the, the use of her term transparency because mm-hmm. when I got in this industry years ago, there was a real hesitation on the part of. Um, sellers or listing agents Mm -hmm. to uh, do a pre-inspection. There still is. And, you know, the words constructive knowledge, because if you have constructive knowledge, you are, you know, we have a fiduciary responsibility Mm -hmm. to, well, we, even more than that, but our our licensure requires a certain amount of transparency. And Mm -hmm. if we know it, there's this thing called Alejandro Bowl, and I won't get into the legalese, Mm. but, you know, the reality is that, that I won't take a listing. Yeah. Unless it's pre-inspected, because okay. I do want that transparency and, mm-hmm. and you know, forewarned is forearmed. And I appreciate the issue of galvanized plumbing or, or whatever. It is what it is. You know, you get a home in the north end of Tacoma, some of the most beautiful craftsmen in the Pro- Proctor District in yes. the entire northwest. Mm-hmm. And I tell clients, listen, they're square plumb and level, but you only get two. You know, <laughs> right. square plum and level. Okay. Yeah, and, and but 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 that's the case, and, and I think that you know the more prepared you are. For instance, uh, uh, we always stage our homes. Uh, mm-hmm. It comes with our listing agreement. Now mm-hmm. that doesn't mean other people's furniture. We generally use your own what you have but make available it look to you. The best that it can. Oh, it's yeah. you know if if you know, and I always say if if a buyer can't dream their dream because they're stumbling over yours. Mm-hmm. They're not interested. And well, so, there's another Ericism. Well, uh, anyway, <laughs> I've, I've been taught by some really good people. And I, I don't take any of the credit. But um, I think that that's, that's, that's really, yeah. really important. And, and then you have to manage expectations, too. Mm-hmm. And y- you're right, because people think, well, there's this market, I can do anything and yeah. throw it out there, and I'm going to get multiple offers. And yeah. that's, that's not the case. Yeah. Last thing I want to say is that we invest a lot of money in our online presence. Mm-hmm. So uh, our photography is as good as it comes all the way from virtual tours yeah. uh, to drone work to, you know. And and I, I, I can't stress enough, and I know you can appreciate this, what, I think it's 87% of all homes are identified online now. It's, it's oh, a huge yeah. number. And, you know, if you if you aren't presenting, if, if, if you aren't putting your best foot forward, yeah. then, you know, you're... You're just leaving money on the table. Yeah. Well, we all heard the the term first impression. I mean, mm-hmm. the first impression when you meet somebody, sometimes a good or bad or right or wrong impression can have an impression on you. Same ne- thing with that house. Never get a second chance at a first impression. Same thing when you're looking at a house. So you Amen. want that first impression to be online, to be the best. 
we got a minute and we've got a I've got to wrap up the show but just uh, really quickly holiday are you selling properties right now with buyers during the holiday or are they waiting absolutely I mean yes. it's it's been and the great thing is the buyers out right now are serious buyers yeah so yeah um, this hope this next week hopefully will be a little quieter yeah so if you're if you're thinking of buying it you, if, right now if you find the right house get out there and buy it take advantage of what's available now and if you're not don't stress about it but be bet ready to run when it comes into the new year Eric thank oh. you yeah she said it yeah and thank you again thank you so thank much you, for am, I, coming am I allowed to say Merry Christmas you can say Merry Christmas Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah start a Hanukkah Happy Hanukkah yeah. Merry I Christmas Happy Hanukkah oh and go there. Hawks oh and go Hawks that's right wait a minute <laughs> how about the dogs stuff? the dogs don't the dogs are they, are they oh you Christmas gotta Eve? you gotta be careful oh. about saying go dogs sorry uh, Stephanie and <laughs> 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 okay. we've got some uh, we've got some cougars the out cougs. there hey that... I'm I'm down cougs are playing Minnesota I'm yeah. I'm I'm a coog fan when cougs play there you go well thanks you guys for coming and I really appreciate it thank you Tina thanks. And happy holidays to all of my listeners. This is your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Enjoy your Christmas Eve. And I'll talk to you New Year's Eve next Saturday, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. The preceding program was paid for by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 7233. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group. Contact your local branch for more information.